This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Okay, Brian, um, you know, we just mentioned Bland there. We've talked about Parsons being great, but outside of just Parsons, I mean, I know Bland made the play, but outside of Parsons, if I said, Brian, first look, before you get a chance to look at the tape, who played excellent for the Cowboys today? Does anybody jump out outside of Parsons? It feels like in a 23 point victory on the road, you'd think there would be several guys where it's like, man, he was great. He was great. He was great. Kind of felt like maybe we'll see. Uh, with the run fits, as you mentioned, how about tank? Another sack like the, today played well against yeah, the run. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of always feel like that there's some, I, I think that it was a good game for Dords Armstrong off the TV copy, mm-hmm. you know, what he was able to do today. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, those, when you get a victory like that, I I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking at this run defense. I just am. I'm just got, it's got me kind of, I'll say this about about Bland real quick, if I could, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he's playing, I don't know why you attack him. Maybe on the double move stuff, you can still try him. But I think he's, I think he's smart enough to understand that. The thing I never worried about Bland filling in for Dix. Never worried about him. Where I worried was who's going to play nickel corner. That's where I. That's where I was worried. Lewis and has gotten picked on a little. I know you asked me who's played well. I gave you a couple of guys. My observation of of the game is okay. Well, then what happened in some of the other spots? And we we're learning about these players that are coming back from injury that they battled their ass off to get back and try and be a part of this. And are they limited in what they really really can do? And I, I mean this is. I respect these guys for coming back. We saw Steele, you know, we've seen Lewis, we've seen Pollard, we've seen Steel, guys. Steele and Pollard who bounced back and played good games today. They, they absolutely did. They absolutely did. But I, I kind of feel like that to me, when you look at, man, I, I so wish, I so wish that they, that they, that they had Diggs and they had Gilmore and then they had Bland playing the slot. I just, I, I, I I think you could really shut people down playing that way, especially with the pass rush the way it is. But 
I'm surprised that people haven't really gone at Gilmore and because, but they're starting to figure out to go after Lewis a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that they're figuring that out because attacking bland is a bad idea. It just is. I mean, that play he made the other day in the giants game, the, the pass to, to, to Hyatt. I mean, that was Hyatt's past. He's past Gilmore. He's past hooker. And here's a guy, here's Bland coming from the other side of the field to make the play. So I have a feeling teams are going to start looking at the tape and they're going to go, okay, stay away from this guy, but kind of look at these guys to to maybe attack in the game and see if they can, if they in fact can hold up. Do you think, uh, do you think we need to start at least discussing the, the possibility of uh, Duran Bland as a defensive player of the year candidate? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, you look at you look at, uh, and he plays a very very difficult position. But if you believe in the metrics and all those numbers and stuff, you have a hard time completing passes on him. Quarterback ratings are very very low. He doesn't give anything up. He's a, he turns the ball over for you. He tackles well. He's smart, tough. Yeah, he, he everything that you start to talk about defensive player of the year being this guy has got that, but it'll end up being some. It'll you know look what's going on at Cleveland, you know with 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 their with their end their defensive end there, yeah. you know, and and you know Micah Parsons and the sacks he's gotten, you know should should Bland get votes. I'll tell you what, if you're really, really watching the game and really studying what the Dallas Cowboys are doing and you're not getting caught up on just the all the numbers, Deron Bland is one of the better football players on defense in the National Football League. He's playing like that right now. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We, we've gotten into a lot so far of what the Cowboys did on defense today. On the offensive side of the ball, it, it felt like the Cowboys actually came this way. I, I know we talked last week and said, hey, if you want to go after the, the Panthers with the ground game early, you can probably do that. Right. It was interesting to see the Cowboys for all of the times this year that they've come out trying to establish the run and try and get things going, that today they came out and tried to throw the ball three straight times. That was mm-hmm. just kind of interesting. Um, but when you watch that first drive and then, and then you know how the game progresses, it, it seemed very clear to me that Carolina said, all right, Dak's not going to beat us over the top today. Like that's not going to yeah. happen. And so they just said, we're taking away everything deep. Everything's going to be thrown underneath and we're going to bring as much pressure as we can. And to their credit, we mentioned that they blitz a lot, but they don't generally generate enough pressure. They didn't get a sack today. Dak was able to get rid of the ball, but there were a few times where, especially in the first half, Dak seemed to be kind of under duress and was, was having to get rid of the ball quicker than he wanted to. Um, So on offense, this just felt like a game where the Cowboys were doing enough. They were, they were content to just, all right, let's go chain to chain. And we're just going to kind of move things down the field this way, had success with it, had those two scoring drives. Uh, you know, had the nice bounce back scoring drive after the long drive from Carolina, the really impressive run from Tony Pollard, the touchdown run. Uh, what stood out to you on offense today? 
I thought the patience of Dak Prescott and his ability to get the ball to a lot of different receivers today. Um, you know, when you look at, I was really happy for Schoonmaker, not just happy because I'm driving the Schoonmaker bandwagon train. I feel like I'm the only guy left on the. I'm uh, tooting the horn with you over there. Okay. I, well, I love Schoonmaker. I, I, I was glad to see him make a play down the middle of field. Uh, that was really, really nice. You know, Jake Ferguson came up with a couple of different plays. I was really happy for Terrence Steele. I was really happy for, uh, you know, I was really happy for Tony Pollard. He looked like today, to and through the hole, he had a little juice in him. You know, Fresh. he had a little, had a little look. Yeah, he looked like that. It looked like he kind of heard all the talk about, oh, well, heck, let's, you know, go ahead and throw, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's play, you know, play other backs and stuff yeah. like that. You know, let's play Rico Dowdle and see what happens there. You know, I mean, he, Dowdle looks better and all that. For at least for a game, Tony Pollard looked like the old Tony Pollard running the football. You know, I love how they use the crack toss, the pin and pull stuff. I'm, I just, I like creative ways of running the football. I did not like it all, Bobby, the, the cuteness of some of the offense today. I didn't feel like the, the, uh, the wildcat and the wildcat reverse and all this stuff like that is, yeah. you know, I, I think that you're kind of, you're kind of like trying stuff out. You're trying to look smart against a team that you could probably get away with that, doing that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it's like I say, cute football is to me is not good football. And uh, I think it hurt them a couple of different times, but I was really happy for, the guys that I mentioned. One of the things I do like that's maybe a little cute, but something that they've been doing for a few weeks now, and I think they've had success with is putting lamb in the backfield, letting him get a carrier, putting mm-hmm. lamb on an end around or doing some different things. Mm-hmm. And then CD lamb didn't have a massive game today. I, I think he looked banged up today. I think there were a few different points where, where he Be looked careful, like Bobby. He, he just, he just looked a little banged up was all he looked a little hurt. That was, I, I'm not saying anything other than just, he clearly you don't have to speculate. Go watch the uh the late hit on Cavante Turpin that extended mm-hmm. the drive. You watch Lamb gets up and he doesn't get up right away and he's clearly in some discomfort. So that's not just out of anywhere. He had some discomfort today. It's just a matter of did it linger? Was it more, you know, w- w- was it something that was more impactful throughout the game or was it just something that happened real quick and then he felt better by it? It's just something interesting that I noticed he he looked a little sore, I guess, and and, and I- things like that. I was surprised how well that the Carolina secondary played when it came to contested balls today. Yeah, there were three or four times where Hill, it felt like they made a play. Yeah, Hill Hill played great for them Hill today. Hill played really well for them. And, you know, so, yeah, but, you know, the Cowboy receivers drew a couple of, what, a couple what, a couple pass interference or pass interference of defensive holding. Cowboys picked up five first downs on penalties today. There you go. But, yeah, three of them were – like, what do you do in kind of penalties? The horse collar face mask penalty, you know, the two. That's the, the Xavier the, Woods, the, I remember. The the, 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 the little yeah. playing out of control. I mean, he was sure. he, he did some good things for you. But Xavier Woods, historically, when he, he was here in Dallas, he used to play out of control and it burned them at times. No, absolutely it did. And, you know, so that's kind of where uh, I, I felt like along the way that they really, they really helped you in, you know, keeping some of those drives going. But, uh, you know, we, I'll have to ask about uh, – about CD because he went from looking like the last couple of weeks to, and I, and I wonder if do you think he's a guy that, that like that his feelings get in the way of how he plays. 
So he's historically. I'm been, asking the question. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to. No, no, I'm no, not trying to stir things up. I'm just asking a question before he, he everybody is, loses their damn minds. He is an emotional football player. Um, I, I mean, I think that that's something that you see a lot. He tends to get, you know, as oftentimes guys at receiver are. I don't know what it is about that position, Brian, but historically it brings about a lot of emotion uh, from those guys. Those guys are usually very high intensity and kind of wear their emotions on their sleeve. I don't think he's an emotional player in the like Odell Beckham sense. Like you remember the best way to, to take Odell Beckham out of a game was to make him take himself out of a game, like just right. get emotional and, and, and get frustrated. And that would usually impact the play. I don't think CDs like that. And I don't think that was the case today. CD was getting targets. He was getting opportunities, but he just, I, I don't know. He just, he looked a little, there, there looked were a couple off today. Times, there were just a couple times where it looked like he didn't feel great or, or he, he looked like totally like himself. Like I said, I'm not saying there's any sort of an injury. It just looked like there were a couple different times where maybe he's just bruised. Maybe it's three games of, you know, taking a beating, making the plays that he's been making. It might just be something that he, he was he, a little... He took a, he took a big hit early in that game, right? That mm-hmm. one that the first pass they... Was yeah, the, the one that pass. he he was going up to get it, and I think yeah, it was yeah. Woods hit him. Woods yeah. hit him pretty hard yeah. there. That, that was, I think, the the third play. I think that was the third down throw that they missed, and then they had to punt. Yeah. Um, but he just, he looked like, especially on that one, like I said, that late hit, he had made a move, almost kind of slipped, and then when he got down, when he got back up, he was slow to get up, didn't get up right away, and then when he did, he just kind of walked around in a circle for a few seconds and then he scores a touchdown a couple plays later and he just kind of gently tosses it back and just looked like he didn't want to get into any too aggressive celebration which usually he's out there dancing and doing different things yeah. this time he just kind of tossed it and like all right let's get over here so yeah. i'll be interested i'll if, you know to see if we hear anything about oh uh, you know he's 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 limited in practice on on tuesday or something well like they're that. not going to practice so you probably won't get but any the projection real you, yeah. you get the projections from them it, we'll, we'll we'll see but i just I, I did find it interesting i did think he looked a little banged up um and i don't so, think you're lying yeah. So it, it'll it'll be something uh, that we should probably watch closely. But Cowboys get out of this one big victory again, thirty three to ten. This is, I believe, they said what the sixth was it already victory of the year of twenty points or more, or maybe it's not yeah. quite that many. Yeah, let's this hear. is uh, this one, is, uh, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, that's the sixth victory of twenty points or more this season for the Cowboys. So I think they've uh, tied the seventy eight team for these kind this. this uh, this little streak they're on. That's an impressive run. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of history with the Dallas Cowboys and they made some more on Sunday. And we're going to talk about that here in just a sec. Before we do, I need to remind you that this is the love of the star podcast. The love of the stars and odyssey podcast. You can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.